Briggs. It's your old pal, the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> this is Joe Bob Briggs. This is Jeffrey Combs. Hey, this is Scotty from Anthrax. Hi, you're listening to Adrienne Barbeau. Hi, this is Doc Bradley. You're listening to Quality Time. You're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time Broadcast. And you're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time Podcast. I'm saying this under duress. You better keep listening or I will tear your soul apart. Hi, Sarah. Hey, how are you? Welcome to our Scatman podcast. I'm so excited. Oh my god. I put on like a pound of bronzer. And it's you still. You look great. No, I appreciate it. I just, I, I was expecting to get on here and see myself like bronzed and beautiful. And I'm like, oh, man. Yay, the internet makes me look bad. <laughs> No, Sarah, you look great. You are the apparition of my dreams. You are so pale. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're so pale. <laughs> no, you look great. You look fantastic. No, thank you. You look gorgeous too. I like that. Oh, I that's like your part. So nice. You like do you know that I have not showered yet? And the longer I do the pod with the boys, the longer I don't need to look sexually appealing. <laughs> it's true. I love it. It's true. I'm with it. I'm 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 game with that, you know. I came back uh yesterday from my my little cabin trip and uh I had I guess I didn't realize well I didn't shower that morning and the second I walked in the door like my wife smelled me for one second she's like Jesus Christ what what is that? And I was like I I guess just a smell I've grown to be comfortable with in the last 24 hours because <laughs> I smelled nothing. She's like please take a shower. Like I just walked pat not even more than five feet away. She's like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so, anyway, I've been living outside since then, and because uh, <laughs> I'm stubborn. Uh, but good. It's good to have you, Sarah. Welcome to the show. Good to be here. Thank you for having me. This is Jeremy. He's my sweet brother. Um, Hello, sweet brother. Hi, Jeremy. Good. He's killing it. He's killing it already. <laughs> Uh, I guess we'll just fucking hop right into it. Welcome to Quality Time. Um, the boys are back in town with the ladies this episode. I'm Eric Woodworth. Um, and you know what? I'll go out of order here. I'll introduce my co-host, Miss Ashley Pontius first. Ashley. Hi, Daddy. <laughs> Thank you for that. How are things? How are the wife and kids? Um, Wife is good. <laughs> kids Oh, it's been a rough weekend. Um, <laughs> we're taking applications. <laughs> one one has gone missing. Um, well, if no, anything, yeah, things, are, things are good. The cats, the cats are healthy. I'm having diarrhea again. It's great. I always Lucky. thought you'd be a great mom, just like Casey Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, the difference that. That hurts me that you think I'm so irresponsible that I wouldn't kill them way before we got to that point. Yeah. That is so 
Um, I'm also joined by my blood, my brother, Mr. Jeremy P. Woodworth. Jeremy, how are you, sir? What are you talking about? I'm sorry. Who's on? Who's on the program this evening? Hey, it's me, Bill Pullman. Oh everybody. my God, is that yeah. Bill Pullman? Oh God, uh, celebrity. I love hey, you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my scene from Independence Day. Here's the speech yeah. I give. Uh, today is when we re- recognize our Independence Day from aliens. Oh, I didn't mean illegal aliens. Sorry, I meant I meant aliens from outer space. You fucking monster. Uh, <laughs> Well, that's good. It's good to have a big... wall around the earth. It's good to have a big, oh my God. the big star power of a Bill Pullman on on our program. That's what makes me excited. Uh, and we also have a special guest this week, uh, comedian extraordinaire. Loved that we have her on the show this week, Miss Sarah Roach. Sarah, how are you? Hi, I'm doing well. Um, yeah, I just woke up. Hey. Oh, I didn't just wake up. I did my makeup, but I also just woke up. Hey, how are you? The bronzer's looking sharp. I like it. I can only imagine how white you would look without it. You would just be translucent. (laughs) Yeah, it'd be scary without all this bronze. I used most of my product today, so... Well, I'm glad you got all dolled up for us, even though we're not a video medium at all. I, we, we appreciate oh, you're it. Not, we you do. guys don't record this? We record it. We just saw audio, though. You know, nobody wants to see wow. me or Jeremy or any of these fucking losers, you know? So. Wow. Am I lumped in as a loser? Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, we, we, we just uh, erase every episode and then fill it with uh, songs by... Um, Billy Ellis on our podcast. Yeah, that's that's all we do is just it's all a front to just pill play new Billy Eilish songs. Yeah. yeah. That is actually really funny. How great would that be that would if be we trick other comedians into doing our podcast and then they're like, When is the episode coming out? And we're like, It's never coming out. We don't save any audience. What do you mean? Don't you like Billy Eilish? Yeah. Or every time they we talk could never and- afford that because that would cost tens of dollars to play her music. <laughs> that's so funny. I wouldn't want Billie Eilish coming after me, let me tell you. That little 16-year-old lady <laughs> with fucking, she's got eyes of knives that'll just she cut through you. She out of her eyes. Yeah. Oof, I don't like it. I don't like and it one bit. she bleeds blue colors and weird colors, too. Yeah, she's just walk. <laughs> she's basically a walking version of the movie Street Trash as a person. Um, <laughs> it's, a, it's a real deep cut. I don't know. I'm Sorry to our Billie Eilish fans out there. She's a very talented young lady. Um, we don't have any female fans. What are you talking about? She makes the <laughs> antvert seem normal. We do. We do have female fans. We immediately make them guests and hosts on the show. Uh, that's. <laughs> I was gonna say. I was gonna say, Eric. I hate to do this right now on air, but um, all of that female fan mail is me posing as other <laughs> women. <laughs> You and your children writing letters. I could take down this wall right now. <laughs> I can't believe Eric hasn't figured that out yet. Like the fact that we have two fans named Susie. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> well, I've been duped again. Um, They're written in crayon, Eric. How do you? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ash. Before we get too deep into to, uh, into the movie and stuff, uh, should we mm. announce that you that you've maybe procured a special uh, future guest as, as a teaser. It'll probably just come out as a single 15-minute episode, if we're being honest. But uh, tell, tell, give the people the tease they need. I am... Oops, weird screen. I am moist with anticipation. <laughs> Sarah, I don't know if you have heard of this movie or watched it yet. There is a new movie out called Psycho Gorman. 
and it one. is on Shutter. Oh, or no, it's not on Shutter yet, but Shutter uh, helped produce it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we'll be- Gorman, Gorman. Um, I am so excited. I have secured us, lady out, ladies and gentlemen. She's just hurt herself. I have secured us an interview with the director of Psycho Gorman before its Blu-ray release. So, so that is an upcoming mini episode. Yeah, that's very. And it's clear they don't listen to the show, which rules. Because if they did, we probably wouldn't have gotten that. But now <laughs> it's too late for them. <laughs> Which I love. But no, congratulations. I'm, Thank you, Ash, for doing that. No, you fucking I'm rocked really it happy. out. I'm happy I'm not the guest after that person. <laughs> you have to follow like, They better be like really fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do another Tom Myers. I don't know. Um. That'd be fun. So, uh, uh, Sarah, you how long have you been uh, doing the comedy game thing? I mean, I, I think I remember... At least seeing you at a show, probably like at least I don't know twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen. I feel like is that, but I don't know how so, far it goes back. I started in twenty sixteen, but I didn't really start getting, um, you know, on better shows until twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen. Um, but twenty sixteen, I was saying really dumbass things on stages, figuring it out, like yeah, yeah. Do you? I, I uh I have video of like my early stand up, and I honestly, if you'd like to torture me, put me in a room full of people where they watch that. That is a living nightmare for me to have to experience. Yeah. Is Eric's first I think set. All of Ugh. And Sarah, you yeah. you look you look really young. Have you met David Chauffeur? <laughs> David Chauffeur. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I have met him. Yeah, he 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 takes a lot of photos at shows and whatnot. Yeah, did you ask he's him always, to take those for you? He's a photographer. <laughs> I did not ask him to, but honestly, I will say I there are times where I really appreciated it, and then there are times where I was like, I didn't shower today. Like, please don't. Um, please, my and I, I my looked, pores look like a the surface of a basketball. If you could just chill for today, <laughs> my hair would be like so greasy. It looked like it was wet, and I would see him with the camera. I'd be like, I don't need this. I just want to try one joke and get out of here. Actually, like I'm having a bad. <laughs> <laughs> don't capture this moment uh, <laughs> um but yeah there are times where i really appreciated him and he would send photos and it was like a fun little surprise um you know i think he goes a little bit unappreciated but i think he's sweet it did did something happen uh not that i think i can think of tell him you're 14 okay. wow uh-oh <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. sarah no. you have stepped in <laughs> I'm so confused. I hate to say I, I hate to say I've I've been I've I've been friendly with Dave, but he he really fucked up, and 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 every once in a while we we bring up his shit, even though he he he's been forgiven for years. So I'm I don't know what happened though. Like I'm very confused. I also yeah I don't pay attention enough to where. Dave is a very depressed, uh, a depressed man. But um, oh. and if you've seen his sad posts that he posts very often, <laughs> you know I feel bad for him. But uh, Jeremy is actually very different. When he sees a, a sad Dave Schofer post, he's like, "He thinks his fucking life is bad. I'm fucking dying here." And he'll actually get <laughs> Jeremy will get actually angry when he sees a sad Schofer it, it, it post. It just makes me want to bully him more. <laughs> <laughs> It just makes me want to take a cup of my skin and 
So. <laughs> Jeremy. Oh, man. Oh, He's like, you try waking up in this fucking rat den tomorrow, and you see how you like it. <laughs> um. <laughs> Sarah, well, oh. you have to understand, we have very little compassion for others. Yeah. And we brought you on not only because you're talented, you oh. like horror movies as well, but also I we do. were... We wanted to bring you in for sport to see if we could break you down. So. Sport. Yeah. Honestly, I'm very gettable. So you just keep pushing at it. Oh, I'll be there soon. Um. <laughs> the most important uh, part of comedy is 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 cruelty. And uh, hey, if you ever want to play Quiplash, <laughs> get to know it's better. <laughs> oh God. Hey, uh, um, Sarah, I have I have a good question. Mm-hmm. I and you know doing, going through the comedy world, you probably have had this moment, and I'm wondering if you'd share it with us. It, what's that time that you uh, you've bombed in the past where you're like, I don't think I don't know if I'm going to do this tomorrow anymore. Oh man, just so many. Um... <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah, the kind where you sit in your car and you think why didn't i go to hvac school when i had the chance uh things like I've that had, like i've definitely had that moment i don't even i couldn't tell you the show i couldn't tell you the producer i feel like you know how you pick up um certain like little really bad moments along the way over the years mm-hmm. and i just put them all into one day yeah <laughs> just get them all down um yeah, there have been many times in my car where I was like, I really should have stayed in school. Yeah. Really, that was, like, real. <laughs> um, yeah, just where you get up and you're you're giving your funniest shit. Mm-hmm. You think it's so well written and you get sometimes silence, which is fine, but other times groans and people walking out. <laughs> and you're just like, oh, like it was that bad that you had to stand yourself up and exit okay <laughs> i don't know it's it's painful it's like a very um like i'd rather be ghosted i'd rather not know than yeah. to watch somebody like you're not so bad i can't be there with you but it definitely makes up crushing a set, though. Completely makes up for almost every like if you had bombed like three times in a row, but that next time you yeah. went up, you're like, I fucking it erases all of it instantly. Yeah. You're like, I fucking got this. I'm right back and it's in so, it. It's so dumb. It's like you forget, yeah, all the other bombings instantly, and it's like it's dangerous because the next day, guess who's bombing? <laughs> it's 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 gonna be it's me. Kind of <laughs> It's kind of like childbirth to where you're like, why do people do it more than once? And it's like your body forgets that this horrible thing ever happened to you. So you just keep doing it. Thinking Great analogy. Really a better place. I'll, uh, it, was like all, it was like all my, my stand-ups where, where nobody laughed. But then like after 20 performances, one guy laughed during one of my jokes. But then I saw he was on the phone and he just like put his hand up like, no. No, I was like, oh. <laughs> I, I tell you the best bombing I saw, I witnessed firsthand, was uh, a guy named Dennis Petroff. He's since moved out, uh, I think, to California, um, and doesn't do com- doesn't do comedy anymore. But man. This was uh, when I used to run this room called Coco Lane down in Ellicott City until the flood wiped it off the map. Now, this was a. I was doing an open mic after, right after um, a giant train accident had happened in Ellicott City because there is a train that comes over. A girl got killed from this. Oh, toppled over. It was a horrible accident. And we're doing comedy the next day where they're still doing cleanup crews like down the street. Well, 
we have the windows open. It's on the second floor of this place, and a giant like truck rolls by, and it's like rumbling the very structure that we're in. So everybody gets out of their seat and goes looks out there, and then Dennis is on stage while this is happening, and everybody gets kind of seated again. He's like. The fuck did you think you were gonna see a toe tag and a body in there? It was like blah blah blah. What did you oh, follow God. these bitches on Twitter? I don't. What are you talking about? Hey, this guy goes. They were my friends, you motherfucker. <laughs> and then proceeds. I'm not lying to you. If there was 50 people in this room. 33 of them got up and just fucking left so all that's left is the <laughs> comics as he and like two other people they're like i guess we'll sit around and watch the rest of the comedy show <laughs> he walked <laughs> walked the entire room with that comment he finishes up his set i get up there and then i just look at everybody who's left and i go i gotta be honest with you guys that's the best he's ever done up here uh <laughs> <laughs> so, oh God, so funny. shout outs Dennis Petrov and uh, walking feel, an entire full room of people. <laughs> I feel like the only thing worse than like silence or walking people is when you're bombing and then there's like one or two comedians who laugh hysterically at your bombing and yeah. they're just like, Fuck. That's me. Sorry. Yeah, I I hundred percent do that. I will. Hey, when somebody's <laughs> yes, really bombing, when somebody's really bombing, yeah, yeah, I fucking I. And you know what? It's because it's not me. Because if it was me, I knew I would fucking hate it. But I would also expect you guys to do that back to me. Like I would need you to oh, be yeah. like, fucking just. Yeah, all right. That's what we're doing I tonight. I bomb, though, which is annoying. Well, I try really, really hard not to and rely on all my hackiness in crowd work. So that's, <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you notice also, if I didn't bomb, I might have also not even done a joke. So <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's the trick. Never write anything and just be an idiot. So that's, those are my, my natural gifts. I support this. Um, so, Sarah, you love uh, horror movies. We're glad to have you Thank on you. here. Tonight, we're going over the 1988 Wes Craven, uh, I'll say classic, right? Uh-huh. A Wes Craven classic, uh, The Serpent and the Rainbow. Now, out, out of all the lexicon of the of Wes Craven movies and, and horror that you could have picked, what made you choose Serpent mm-hmm. and the Rainbow? Um. So, okay, here's the thing. So, I, actually, when I got into talking, I really love like a low a more low budget horror movie uh is kind of my go-to so i kind of missed a lot of like the classic hits especially from the 80s because my ass was not born um so when i had initially picked um this movie i hadn't actually seen it yet i'd only seen the trailer and i thought it was fucking hilarious Mm -hmm. so i was like this is the one like this looks goofy as shit i love it let's go (laughs) um so that was mostly it and after i watched it while I was watching it, like the first, like probably 80% of it, I was like, Oh man, this was a fucking mistake. Like Mm -hmm. nothing is happening. Oh, what are we going to talk about? (laughs) And then everything, all of this shit happens in like the last 10 minutes. And it's just like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) so I don't really know if I answered your question, but, um, I picked it cause it looked goofy as shit. And Bill Pullman looks goofy as shit all the time. I have so. I came to the realization um that uh Bill Pullman it's it's official now. I'm I'm putting it Bill Pullman's not a good actor, okay? And there was no, a time when I thought he, he was good, but he's fucking bad. He really is he not is good. Bad. I don't and care. He's like the softest looking skinny man I've ever seen. Like I just I don't understand how he was ever a leading man in anything. <laughs> yes. His nipple, but you, his nipple. But you don't understand. He appeals to women like me he is uh, 
just he's so pasty and i could just snap him when i get on top of him like he just he looks like a twin mattress and i just want to get on board he is literally the in actors terms the the heel bread of fucking actors it's just you're gonna make the sandwich with it (laughs) i love the ends of bread and i can't with bill oh no you reach in the middle. You grab yourself a Christopher Walken piece, okay? You deserve I it. I love Bill Pullman. We will talk like later about how we we see him bone, and it is the saddest sex scene I have ever seen in my life, and I still would fuck him. Hey, I will. When we get to this other part, I like. I also want to comment on how unathletic he is, but we'll we'll get there in the after the first that, scene. I, I like. I like my men weak so that they can't get away from me. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm imagining him trying to like scurry out of like I'm, out of like um, an enclosed you case. See I'm, like about it for weeks now. You have no idea. <laughs> this movie opens up, and we get to go to Haiti in 1978 because I love that Revolution. West. Craig Raven is just, he's at the forefront of Revolution uh, in Haiti. Uh, we get to see some fun voodoo guys polishing up some coffins through the streets, and nothing says a nice street Mardi Gras in Haiti than popping off a couple of 9 millimeter shots into the ground just to get the crowd really stirred up. Uh, they get... They then take uh, this fucking coffin, place it in town square, uh, popping shots in the air. Uh, but inside, there is a, uh, in the hospital, we get to see a man who is very, very ill and appears to be dead, so much so that they go and shove a needle in his eye because I guess that's just how you test, you know, I've, I'm no doctor, but like that. <laughs> is that how it works? <laughs> Look, again, I didn't stay in school, so I don't know about these things, but when I saw that, yeah, the, I... Uh, no. Yeah, sorry. Man, I hope when I'm I hope when I'm almost dead, you nobody shoves a needle in my eye. Like, pick. <laughs> can you just pick one other spot? I promise I'll flinch. What, what if it was like a dick hole situation? Ugh, <laughs> dick right. hole or eyeball? I mean, I feel <laughs> like I feel like my dick hole could house one one shot to it. And then I could okay. still see with my eyes. I think I, I think mm-hmm. seeing with my eyes would still be cooler than just having a little okay. dick pain for a I'm while. I'm no doctor, a but I, I'm pretty sure there's another way to test to see if a person is still alive, and that's by like punching him in the groin like a hundred times. I'm sorry, but there's not. <laughs> well, that's there's why. No other. Well, that's why she graduated from Johns Hopkins, and you just <laughs> fucking hang out with the rats outside of there. Uh, oh. You want to talk about my Strayer doctorate, whatever. My Strayer <laughs> University doctorate. <laughs> Look, I don't want to, like, call you all pussies, but are you all telling me you've never shot yourself up in the eye with drugs? Like, what, <laughs> what is going on here? You've never taken a needle to the eye to ride that I, I mean, vein, neck veins give out eventually. That is oh, true. I've, I've blown out a lot of veins and a lot of buttholes over the years. <laughs> And who hasn't and who hasn't tried bleach? So the next scene that you see after that is um that that same guy who we will uh, uh who appears to be dead getting lowered down into the grave in a coffin uh with, with a tear coming out of his eye meaning he's still fucking super alive and uh you'll also notice in the crowd uh a character will learn to be uh will learn is uh Pitrod uh I'm going to fucking murder these Haitian French names all day I won't fix 
Brexit. I will continue just to mispronounce it the entire time. That's why I picked the movie, actually. I wanted to hear you try this. Pit wild. Um, so uh, you'll You're see Aaron him. Reed, but in French. <laughs> That's my best French accent. That's all I got. So, so he gets well, lowered all, into All the... I can think about during that scene is how... Uh... When he got buried, he wished he had had some tutelage from like some crazy Chinese guy. But the best thing is like all Haitian um, coffins are just made out of pallets anyway. Yeah. So and you're buried like two feet deep, so you just punch your way out anyway. So yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Very like I don't understand. Like why didn't your ass cry when you had the needle in your other eye and be like, "Bitch, I'm alive." Like why are you waiting? <sighs> Until you're getting buried to be like, Good and point. here's a sign I'm alive. Oh, you know, that's, that's that, that 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 nursery rhyme that all Haitian kids learn. Like, are you really alive? Stick a needle in your eye, or you'll be a zombie when you die. That's true. <laughs> I remember that classic, just like how mom used to sing us. Um, <laughs> and now we all have AIDS. <laughs> now we have AIDS. Why? Why? No. Um, so. Um, we learned that that's Kristoff uh, who's getting lowered into the grave, and that uh, and that's the evil uh, Petois who has uh, lowered him down and uh, essentially turned him into a zombie. But thank God we wait. We've now jumped to the future to the year 1985, seven years into the future for our new savior, Mr. Bill Pullman. Field notes: Dr. Dennis Allen, Rio Negro Botanical Expedition, August 15, 1985. Arrive at the clearing of the shaman Anhango, regarded as the most powerful spiritual man in the Amazon. There's something strange in the air today. Even my pilot's nervous. If I were superstitious, I'd say that something was closing in on me. The shaman senses it too, and decides in his own off-the-wall way to show me what it is. So uh, the shaman ends up giving uh, Bill Pullman a little bit of, uh, I guess, peyote or something equivalent to some magic mushrooms, a fun hallucinogen, because, you know, when in the Amazon, do as the Amazonians do. Um, he ends up. I very much felt like I was hanging out with Eric, Tommy, and Justin. Yes, <laughs> yes. Being like, I'm like, I'm going to leave. And they're like, no, 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 we want you to try this. And I'm like, I think I'm going to go. No, you're not leaving. Oh, yeah. Don't drink a random <laughs> tea that you might find around a Tommy Simbazo personage. If it's covered in <laughs> leather and has like things and uh, he won't label it correctly. You'll just have a nice six hours of your life disappear, though. Um, can can uh -oh. we just say that if Tommy ever did porn, could we call him the fur trapper? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know he's only going to do Dr. Robotnik Sonic the Hedgehog parody porn. That's what he's built for. Just he looks like a Dr. Robotnik. Yeah, I get it, but like dude, when he's in full garb at the same time, would you not say he looks like a dude that would fuck you in the middle of the revenant? Like <laughs> Yeah, I I believe that. 100%. Yeah. Get so, taken by a bear. All right, proceed. So uh, he immediately passes out and then uh, has really fun dreams and finds his spirit animal, which is a jaguar, because nothing says... It's not. His spirit animal is like a flamingo. Like, he's not... <laughs> no. Sorry, that annoys me to all ends. Like, you were... No jaguars. I had, I had a dream that I was a powerful jaguar. And why? That I mean, it's clearly a dream. That is clearly a dream. Um, you know, you know, he kind of he kind of wakes up in the forest and he looks, and it's a naked Jimmy Smith 
from the Jaguars. Oh, it's Jimmy Smith from the football team, the Jaguars. <laughs> yeah. Yes, fully oh, that's new. ironic. It's wrestling. It's all cute. I also... <laughs> I also like to he so he as he's stumbling through the jungle like this. I like to mention how fucking unathletic Bill Pullman is in this. He literally just flops like a figure skater catching a knee to the fucking uh, bar to the knee constantly, just yeah. flopping around. I feel like the director was like, "Hey, walk on like the outside of your feet the whole time," and he was like, "Got it." <laughs> like. Whole time, yours. Sorry, I keep interrupting you, but yeah, but no, guys. Look, Sarah. Sarah is not wrong. She's pointing out all the things that are wrong with him, but it does not change how I feel. He appeals. <laughs> he appeals to me because my totem animal is a big hairy beaver. <laughs> Harry, though, he like his chest reminds me of like a sort of chubby like ten or eleven year old who has hasn't really grown into their body yet and they're yeah. just kind of like they're just, just like oh baby like it'll it'll get better yeah. sure. it has to. he looks like he's made him. out of play-doh when you stretch it too thin and <laughs> yeah <laughs> he just he has a bummer he has sad nipples i just every oh. time he had a shirt off I was like, yeah. mm. like i prefer either like athletic or like like i'm cool with like chunky or like a thicker man but he is just he looks like anything could knock him over. And yeah, like, he is. He has the body only like a war torn Croatian woman could love, right? Like <laughs> this, he just has that kind of. He has that vibe, that energy. That like, yeah, Actually, I made it out of the Eastern Bloc. Guess what? I found what Cheetos are. Um, that's that's you know, the Bill you Pullman know body style. type. He reminds me of of one we've done recently. Um, shit, when we did Videodrome. James oh, Woods? James Woods. Uh, yeah. Like a, it's like that. a guy that's like thin, like, oh, good for you. Mm. But they've done nothing to earn said thinness. Yeah. And it just kind of, the skin just lays on them like a tar. Like he doesn't want to be there with him. <laughs> yeah. They're the guys that only worked out in the 80s, but the only thing that they used were like the, the fucking metal band with the springs on it. That's like that. They would do like 10 of those every day. And they're like, fuck. I got it again, boys. <laughs> Time to hit the streets. <laughs> so, so eventually during this fucking trip, uh, he falls over and then the shaman all of a sudden reveals himself to be Patois and he's fucking scary. And then fucking he, it is a pretty cool scene where he gets dragged down into the dirt and then is like being touched by a bunch of uh, zombie uh, Haitians in the middle of the Amazon. All of this makes perfect sense. It's not explained. Yeah. Yeah. at all um <laughs> grab him right in the crotch did we all see that when yeah. the one yes. huge crotch grab <laughs> yeah That's what... even did people get horny <laughs> with his body type i was like this feels very uncomfortable to see this child's body get grabbed in <laughs> like where did they touch you Bill? Where, where did the bad people touch you Oh, God. Uh, so nice. Bill then, uh, uh, or Dr. Allen, we'll, we'll do this appropriately, finally uh, wakes up out of his trip to go find his uh, pilot, Julio, and uh, Julio's not looking too good. But keep in mind, he's a doctor. Nothing gets past him. Something much more evil and powerful than the shaman or his men has killed my pilot. I could tell because he's dead. I know this <laughs> as clearly as I feel the darkness and the cold closing in on me. 
So uh, he then has to very unathletically make his way through the rest of the jungle, eventually finding his way back to civilization. He, yes. He runs away like a little girl. Not a little girl. He runs away like he was just sprayed with pig's blood at the prom. Yes. Just. Yes, or or as we like to call it, Saturday night with Ashley Pontius. That's what he's escaping. Um. So, Jeremy, what did you want to say? Um, Sorry, my bad. No, we all fight for uh, time during this, but it's good. Uh, The um, we uh, a lot of people compare his uh, voiceover work to uh, Martin Sheen in um, Apocalypse Now, and they all say the same thing. Martin Sheen was really great. Bill Pullman sucks. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hey, Jeremy, you uh, you made a special song about Bill Pullman. No, is that is this a good time to play that now? Uh, I'm gonna wait a little bit longer. Okay. It, 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 I, I give a little too much away. I'll, I'll let you know. Okay. Uh, you so keep excited. me in the loop. So, um, uh, eventually he finds his way back to town and all the way back to Boston, where there's a new job offer for him. I'm only back home for a week when I get a call from my old professor and friend. Earl Schoonbacher. He's a consultant for a big pharmaceutical company and says he has an interesting job offer. I like Spoonbacher. That sounds like he literally <laughs> made that up. Like while he, he was like, fuck, I need a name for his friend. Uh, uh, there's Spoons. Oh, and I love Orville Redenbacher. Okay, cool. Yeah. But next my, thing. My, my friend Dick Buttfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Dick Buttfucker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but his his friend Scoobacher is actually played by Michael Go, uh, and I only know Michael Go most famously for being the original Af- Alfred from uh, the '90s Batman's with Michael Keaton and George Clooney and Val Kilmer. Uh, take your pick. He's the uh, he's the '90s Alfred. Uh, probably one of my favorite ones. He was he just seemed like the kindest of people, like a real dad figure. I, I was gonna say I was gonna say the guy who was in Offendorf Prison from uh, Top Secret. Oh, that is true that is a deep yeah. cut jer that is a deep cut so top uh, secret the greatest val kilmer movie ever made so uh they immediately ask him uh what he wants to um uh, what they want to send him over to haiti for what do you know about zombification pardon me zombification the process of making zombies the living dead uh, just what i've seen on the light show <laughs> This. Hey, what late show has is talking about zombies? That's what I want to know. Is, was that on fucking Johnny Carson one night? And he was like, "Only what I seen on Johnny." That's it. <laughs> this is really great stuff. <laughs> um, so he's uh, he wants to go send him back. They show him the picture of Kristoff, who uh, is now magically back to life. He's like, "Ah, it's probably just a twin." And also, I don't know how black people look different because I'm Bill Pullman. <laughs> um, <laughs> they all yeah, lots of racism in this movie. Yes, low key, right? That could be anybody. Uh, <laughs> it's almost as good as the time Connor Madison left a conversation with me to go talk to Tony Woods, and then comes back and goes, "That wasn't Tony Woods." <laughs> Okay, Tony Woods doesn't look like anyone else. Like it was probably the funniest night of my life. Sorry to derail us, but one night I'm at a show. I was actually at Havana Nights, and and I'm mid conversation with Connor, and he pushes me aside and goes, "Hey, I'll be right back. I gotta go talk to somebody." And he leaves me mid sentence, comes back about five minutes later, and he's like, "Oh." That wasn't Tony Woods, and I nearly wow. shat myself. I was laughing. That so would have been, you know, it would have crushed. She's like, "Wait a minute, are you famous golfer Tony Woods?" <laughs> 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 She's really doubled down on it. 
Oh, I God, have never laughed at someone being stupid so hard in my life. And to this day, anytime I have to work with them, I was like, hey, remember that time you didn't know what Tony Woods looks Tony like? And you like? thought your white ass was going to just walk over to him for the first time and be like, you should put me on a show. <laughs> wow. The boldness of these white men out here is amazing. Like, I like I've talked to Tony Woods a couple of times, as we all have. He's very nice. He'll talk mm-hmm. to everyone like um the number of times I've talked to him, I it never crossed my little fucking brain to be like, you know what you should do, Tony Woods. Uh, <laughs> get this talent on your show. <laughs> I, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't bring it up earlier, but when you guys are talking about people that walk the room, that has Connor written all over. Fuck it. yeah. Oh. Respect. It's like, it's, like okay, if I, it's like if I ever meet Lawrence Fishburne, I'll be like, "Can you say that line that that Ezekiel twenty seven sixteen thing? That's awesome." <laughs> oh yeah, so you think he's you think he's Denzel Washington? Yeah. That's that's strong, Jeez, strong. Yeah. I like that. Oh god, that's so I watch X almost every day. <laughs> yes, my life is better after hearing that story. Thank you so much, Ashley. Yeah, that, there's more. I'll tell you off camera. I'll tell you more. That's fire. <laughs> oh god. I love this more. I want to know who that guy. He, these crackers. I want to know what what he what he when he went over to the guy that wasn't Tony Woods. What he found out about him. He's like, ah, eh, that's just a guy. He works at Seven Eleven. He's, 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 he's super he's great to guy. meet you. I love your work. <laughs> he's like filling a trash can or something. He's like, thank you. Listen, I was wrong, but you know what? He gave me uh, for the price of a small. Gave me a big gulp. So I, I, Man. who was wrong there? Who was wrong if there? If I could go back and unsuck Connor's <laughs> dick and suck Tony <laughs> Woods dead, I would. <laughs> so, Tony Woods, let me know, buddy. <laughs> he's a big oh, listener oh. of the show. Yeah, <laughs> he's always he's always I'm tuning sure. in. Um, so, uh, Bill eventually, uh, I think decides to take the job, but he's a little bit, uh, you know, big zombie corporations. He's, I don't know if he really trusts them and their, and their weird mysticism. 40 to 50,000 lives a year could be saved in the U.S. alone, Dr. Allen. More worldwide, if properly marketed. It could be something more complicated than drugs. It could be the proof, perhaps, of the soul. Come on, Scooney. Where's the location of the soul? Under the hood, next to the battery. No. <laughs> you dumb oh, no. old bitch. <laughs> like there could really be a soul. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. I like how yeah. Bill... By, by the way, Bill Pullman has just been doing hallucinogenics for like the last month, and he was just like, a soul? <laughs> you sound retarded. <laughs> like, <laughs> under my hood? <laughs> <laughs> I just spent an afternoon hanging out with a jaguar. All right, you're going to tell me about a soul. Okay, calm down. Pal. <laughs> like, <laughs> does, does anybody want anesthetic that might make you think that you're dead after an operation? Does that seem like a good idea to anybody? Yeah. Good idea. Look, a company like Biotech definitely cares about the people that they're medicating. So <laughs> you better believe. They care. I, I just want I just want you to be in an operating room, and it's like all of a sudden the guy in the big fucking headdress comes in to give you the anesthesia. Like, yeah. I, hey, whenever I'm about to go under, I do want it to feel like the movie Congo right before I go under. That's how I know I'm going to be safe. <laughs> That's how I know I'm around learned doctors. I'm imagining like yeah, a woman about to give birth, and there she's like. Like 
four or five centimeters and she's like get me the i need the epidural and they're like all right anesthesiologist is on vacation we don't know and then they're like <laughs> the dude comes in and oh god that's i, I can't do the whole Sarah, I wanted to tell you, your complexion is so flawless. I just assume that that's how you got ready for the show. You just have a shaman that comes in with your setting powder. And just... <laughs> by, by the way, uh, I don't, I, I don't know anything about birthing babies or anything. Okay, but I, I I'm working on a new movie, and it's a, a new um, birthing procedure, and the movie's called uh, Baby Puncher. Baby puncher, where, okay. Where, where some guy just pretty much punches the womb area until the baby comes out. So. Okay, that makes sense. Ooh. Like, like how, yeah, like how, like they, you give birth the same way that like a, uh, you know, Looney Tunes would happen, right? It's <laughs> pretty just, much. You, pretty you get I'm, an I'm, acne be board. In most states soon. Yes, that's well, good. Jeremy, I wanted to tell you, we did that with my first. We called it Tremaz. <laughs> Tremaz. Traumatic. Oh, come on, I try. I got now, it. first you inhale, and when you inhale, he punches you. So, so. okay. Uh, now that uh, Jeremy hit us with that, thank you. Um, Sorry, there are ladies <laughs> on the show. I try to make a ladies joke. Jeez. There you go. Oh, I, appreciate I can't it. wait to have a child, I, Jeremy. Thank you. I kept picturing like I, I'm going to pronounce this word wrong. An anvil, anvil. Anvil, yeah, with the Looney Tune style coming down on the <laughs> baby. <laughs> yeah, and then you look at the wall, and it's just the perfect imprint of a baby that's been pushed into another room now, and it's just like that. We're gonna name her Acme, oh. and that has how, and that's how we all got Chris or Stevo, guys. So five plated clothing, shout out. Um, so, jeez. Uh, he, uh, Bill Pullman then heads off to Haiti where he gets to meet, uh, he still feels the dark presences following him, even though he doesn't believe in souls. Anyway, um, he then meets, uh, Dr. Dusan, a very beautiful woman who then shows him, uh, Marguerite, uh, at this, uh, little clinic. Shows him more than that. And she is a, uh, classic zombie. This is Marguerite. I was expecting. After an illness of three days. Marguerite died and was buried in a village ceremony. No death certificate, but we have witnesses. That was 15 years ago. Last August, she was found wandering aimlessly in the marketplace. Her brother identified her by a birthmark. A classic zombie. A classic zombie. That's what I was thinking. I've heard. I I like that they just in Haiti they just uh, they they classify the homeless as zombies. It's very nice. It's just <laughs> classic. <laughs> classic zombie. Uh, apparently, she functions very well by smoking copious amounts of crack. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only thing that fixes her. The, so uh, the cranberries wrote a great song about it. Zombie, zombie, <laughs> so, zombie. Uh, so uh, there are some really cringy moments where Bill Pullman then uh, speaks in French to her, and I, 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 maybe it's at the end of this clip here. Yeah. Bonjour, Marguerite. Yes. Oh, fucking! You could hear it right there. Almost as good as an Eric Woodworth accent. And uh, <laughs> he looks her dead in the eye, and then uh, some scary shit starts to happen. Like, oh gosh! Oh, the face close-ups in this movie are to die for. Like mm. that movie. Like the close-ups in at every turn should have won them multiple awards. Um, 
Oh, yeah, he gets the, them right uh, up in their grills, I will admit. Yeah. Uh, the eye acting, I'm really here for it. I like that like Wes Craven went to Haiti and was like, find me your bulgiest eyed folk from the town. That's what I that's what I'm gonna need to come <laughs> complete this <laughs> I don't want any small eyes on set I need to see 60% fucking uncovered eyeball from every actor in this like, if they can close their eyes it's uh, they're too too small away with you please no now this guy he's got a real thyroid problem I like him he's gonna be a main actor in this thing we're looking for Dick Holleran from The Shining when he's in bed <laughs> yes. getting hit with Danny vibes so he's intrigued by Marguerite but he needs to go find Kristoff so uh, Dr. Dusan go then uh, then go meet up with another witch doctor named Lucy <laughs> Sorry, I had a little sneeze. Hey, a little? <laughs> thanks, Jeremy, for that. Um, so they meet up with Lucian, uh, who's played by uh, Paul Winfield. Jeremy, what's your favorite Paul Winfield uh, uh, role? Um, that'd be a little movie about an evil dog called White Dog. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot about White Dog. God, we should do White Dog someday. Are you familiar with White Dog, Sarah? No, but I'm writing it down right now, and I can't wait to go see it. Uh, you should just watch the trailer. It is, uh, it's a, it's a dog that was, uh, uh, specifically bred to hate black people, and to, and it's, oh it's made to kill, it's made to kill black people, and that's that's the this, movie White Dog. So uh, we currently have a dog that hates, doesn't hate. They don't understand the existence of black people. Um, so. As a, a woman with a racist dog, I, I feel like I could relate to this movie a little bit. <laughs> Sarah, wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. I'm like, baby, it's 2021. This doesn't fly anymore. How connected are you that you have dated people of color and yet you're talking? <laughs> She's problematic. Like, we try talking to her, and she's just like, Trump 2020, baby. And I'm like, no. <laughs> your, do- your dog is, keeps, is still insisting on Obama's birth certificate to this day. <laughs> really racist dog. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know where you came from. Like, we didn't raise you like this. <laughs> See, oh, so, yeah, but I... <laughs> Can relate. <laughs> so, uh, uh, sweet Doctor Lucien uh, does say that there are uh, there's secrets in Haiti. Some secrets like this. Someplace. Be careful, my friend. In Haiti, there are secrets we keep even from ourselves. Which sounds like the worst tourist guide. Like they're like, "What did you guys come up with at the meeting today, Haiti? There's some secrets we even keep from ourselves." <laughs> That's come even better. To Haiti, where we keep secrets from ourselves. <laughs> so, um, uh, Dusan though catches uh, a little spit from one of the dancers by here, and she becomes a, a, a temporary zombie. Starts flirting with Bill Pullman. Uh, we say. Uh, Petrois also watching as he uh, clanks his cup like this and then one of the male dancers goes fucking mad and starts to fucking, he basically just fucking yeets this one cat like 50 feet through the air into a table WWE <laughs> style. Pullman fucking grabs a bottle and bashes
smashes him over the head with him, and it's completely unfazed. And then uh, Lucine, luckily the good witch doctor, puts a bag over his head in two seconds, and it calms him down. So uh, very right. exciting zombie action here. So I and nothing calms me down. Like putting a bag over my head. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm having a rough day. Yeah, they put it over his head. He's like, great, I guess it's time to have sex again. Ugh. So, <laughs> he's been trained. So- you know, whatever party you go to, it's always important to have that bag that's always full of glue to put on somebody's head just in case. Yeah, you gotta have it. You gotta have it. So... Later that night, uh, Dusan um, doesn't talk about ever being possessed, probably doesn't even remember it, but they go to go find Kristoff, who they think is down at the um, graveyard. Um, but as they look through there and they're trying to go find the uh, well, this is Kristoff, they... Go. Ah! Oh, my God! Ah! And one of the most comical scenes of uh, fucking Bill Pullman falling over uh, a very simple, easily scalable piece of terrain. Uh, he gets <laughs> frightened by some some grave robbers. You have, like, a whole montage of that though from this movie, just like of uh, like ten minutes of him just horribly falling over shit. Yes, he sp- he spends eighty percent of the movie just trying to find his balance. Like that's the yeah. that is the real that's the underlying tone of this movie. <laughs> He's like smart car trying, trying to, find... to make it up an incline. <laughs> it's about Haiti trying to find their balance. Politically. And, you know. So they, uh, He's he's kind of mad, and I, I did pull this one piece of audio. He's just like, we're never going to find him. But I, I like that he cho- chose this phrase to respond to her, uh, to Dr. Dusanwa. You think this is funny? Hey, let's stop jacking around, huh? <laughs> I don't know. Stop <laughs> jacking around. <laughs> You're the one who could barely stand. How about you stop jacking around? Um, I am a whiteness level of nine. So, but as as they're arguing, all of a sudden, Kristoff just shows up with his fucking bulgy ass eyes, and he's just like, oh, yeah. It's a uh, basically reveals that uh, the the zombie thing is actually a secret powder. Ooh, scary powders! You better watch out for them. They ain't talcum no more. They turn you into the living dead. Take your soul. Ooh, <laughs> you uh, know what's really scary? Karen powder. Karen powder. I'm not familiar with Karen powder. The, the, the fitness guru that's like almost bald head. Oh, uh, I thought Karen powder was just like uh like it was like talcum for like a lady who complains to a manager, right? Karen powder. Yeah. That's the best I could like do. Like a calming Sorry. powder. We yeah. also like. Yeah. <laughs> I have nightmares of being raped by her. I <laughs> did. Jeremy. What fun dream. Also need to do the movie powder at some point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he heads back to his room later that night to uh, find a fun pig sacrifice that's been strung up in his bedroom. Because I hate one that, you know, at first he was shocked and dismayed. To me, I think that's just embracing the culture there. You know, you don't know if that was a bad thing, like pig's blood over your bed with a weird satanic ritual symbol over it. Just made, That might just be a hello in Haiti. I don't know. I think he's Somebody- being racist. Somebody left a very, very kind welcome in his room, um, a two-night dinner feast of pork, and he immediately leaves. <laughs> Suspicious and rude. What a piece so. of shit. Uh, and I, Anybody from Haiti would be like, why didn't you fuck the dead pig? 
Yikes. Um, That was racist. Hey, I will say the funniest part, though, is after this scene, he sees somebody about to come into his room, and then all of a sudden you see him do this very acrobatic move of him jumping down, which is clearly a stunt. Bill Pullman did not do any part of this. You can see that the hair is clearly a wig. He does a tumble at one part. I was just like, this man has not tumbled through any portion of this movie at all. But he had the athleticism of like a junior gymnast to get out of this place. Yeah, There were some like, sorry. No, go ahead, sir. I was gonna say there were like some very non acrobatic things that you could tell they used to stunt, stunt double because the hair was different. Like it was all it was like this dude is tanner than him. Like it very much so. And I, there's some parts where I was like, why did y'all use a stunt double for this? Like what's up? <laughs> I mean, it's a cool scene, but agreed. It's you know immediately it's not him. There's no way that this Gumby looking son of a bitch was pulling that stuff off. There's no way. <laughs> <Gumby>. <laughs> He does have a fuckable Gumby body. I will say that. He's very bendable and flexible, but useless. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh... They flee and won't go back to the room, but uh, Lucien puts them on the trail of Mozart, who can possibly help them with this zombie powder. So they go in and interrupt Mozart's cockfight uh, to go meet this fella. Please, Mozart... This is important. My friend represents powerful interests, rich American interests. America. That's right. They have an enemy they would like to turn into a zombie. A zombie, huh? <laughs> that is all. That's all. One hundred dollars. You've come to the right place. Your enemy is as good as dead. I will catch his soul like a spider catches a fly in his web and pop in a canary. So uh, he then shows him his cool little soul bottle that he can collect souls in and stuff. And he's not super impressed, but he says, all right, make me this powder and I'll show you how it works. I'm going to kill this goat real quick right here. Gives him some of the magic powder. Goat's dead. Bill Pullman goes and does his own little test and takes a little shaving off of the goat's goat's, uh, hoof just so he knows the next day if he sees this thing alive, he'll know it's the right goat. But of course... Uh, um, it's not going to work out that way. Um, later that night, they do see a some fun voodoo Catholicism is the best way that I put this. Uh, it's just a street festival of like Catholic stuff, but with like uh, it's like the festival of lights, but with like cool face paint and shit like that. If I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong. I was pretty sure that the blending of the two is like kind of like Santeria or like hoodoo, which really is the blending of the voodoo that came from Africa. They came to Haiti and then the French were mostly Catholics. The Spanish were Catholics. Mm -hmm. They blended then their forceful beliefs onto the people, which is how you get the blending of the two. So that's mostly Santeria and hoodoo. I think we should find another white source that could tell us more about this. Um, I think that would be hurtful. <laughs> I think that's that's what we need. We need another. I was in Haiti, thank you, for a while. Don't you give me that shit. 
think I, you think I spent time in Nicaragua helping girls in the sex trade and doing blow for no fucking reason, Eric? God damn it. Hey, I want you to oh know my God. you're my type of humanitarian. I'll tell you that. I'm just the worst. I'm down there going, you know what? We're going to free these girls from everything that's oppressing them. We're going to do this right, right. after the <laughs> Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Right um, you know what I'm thinking? I'm going to get you out of the fucking sex trade tonight. <laughs> that's that's then, how I want to help. <laughs> and then five years later, I'm like, you know what? I'm the one who had it wrong. I'm going to start being a sex <laughs> So, But I'll treat them right. <laughs> that night, though, uh, they sleep outside because he won't go back to his hotel room. He does have a dream where a serpent slithers all over top of him. Then you think that Dennis awakes from this and it's all a bad dream, but he hears a fucking, fucking crazy-ass voice. Uh, and it's this little ghoulish demon thing that's looking him dead in the eyes and uh, as it gets close enough to him the veil comes off of its face and it is a pretty ghastly looking thing as a snake starts to crawl out of it and then jump at you and fucking starts strangling Bill Pullman in front of us which is I hate when that happens Um, I hope I'm that pretty on my wedding day (laughs) you'll be I'm sure just as pretty um, fun fact, her sound effects, uh, I, uh, very similar to how I sound in bed. And when I heard it, I had a little bit of like, it was a little confusing, but I was like, I know this sound intimately. <laughs> so, feeling uh, seen, feeling heard. That is... <laughs> terrifying um so the next day they by, go th- by the way this is a perfect time for the song oh this is the good time for your bill pullman <laughs> song at this point okay here we go yeah. here's a little bit of jeremy's bill pullman song The farty sound at the end is what really tied it all together. (laughs) So awesome, dear. Thank you, Ronnie James Dio. (laughs) So the next, it's a song that's very spiritual because it's about serpents and rainbows. And if only it was about dragons, it'd be the best movie ever. 
god. So the next day, uh, uh, Doctor Dusan and uh, Dennis go over to. Uh, I guess I wrote down it's a it's a cave pool church. Uh, yeah, it's just a cave. It's a cave, and it's also a church, but it's also a pool. And uh, nothing says cave church pool than having some hot intimate sex right next to it. So uh, yeah, that's <laughs> that's that's. We're going to the <laughs> This sex scene is like why I stopped fucking with white guys. Like, like, this is awful. Like, I felt so bad for that woman. Like, maybe I'm sorry that you're having to like. Her acting is amazing. She really acted like she was into it. Like, I don't know what was more shocking: Bill Pullman actually seeing a titty, or her having to look at Bill Pullman's titties because they were very. (laughs) They're both. They're both shocking and alarming. Yeah. What drove me nuts, though, is we get to see a nice set of boobs, and I'm like, okay, solid horror movie thing, like fantastic. Mm-hmm. Right. At no point, the only thing we see is him like putting his hands on her hips a little bit. At no point do we see him grabbing on those titties. What yeah. is happening? It was like he was yeah. like he gets like real close, and he's like, oh, and he like, don't he stops. Oh, Eric's talking. About- <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about titties. Oh, hi, hi. <laughs> we can't hear you. Oh, hi, Susie. That was my, adorable. My, 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 chil- my children say hello. All right, I'll see you in a oh, little bit, honey. Children. Go back upstairs I just now. Gross. Daddy's talking about murder. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I just felt gross because she, she comes down and right in the middle of being like. Why do we got these titties and nobody's grabbing on these titties? <laughs> I feel like he probably tried to in creepy fashion, but then the director was like, stick to falling. Don't grab the titties. It's like, no, no. <laughs> yeah. He grabs titties the way he falls. He's like, whoa. <laughs> I've always been a, titties have always been elusive in my life. Uh, my entire life I've tried to grab one and s- as if there's a dark presence that just goes around the titty and I can't ever quite grasp. <laughs> I just assume that having sex with Bill Pullman is like he looks like a inflatable tube man at a car sales place. <laughs> Quick, turn my fan off. I'm about point. to bust. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, uh, my only other issue is there's no up and down. It's just mm-hmm. she's there and she arches her back and he's like, <gasps> oh, like yes. he's never had sex before in his life. <laughs> she's all about the it side to side motion. Horizontal only. That's it. So I was so mad. I'm literally like trying to flick the bean and I'm like, what? That's it. That's it. Oh, we're getting. I guess. And now you're masturbating to more of a skinny ass man tumbling through the woods. You know what I had to do? I had to put on Independence Day and watch him give that speech to finally get off. The funniest part. But no, what they should have. I actually watched some of the deleted scenes from this, and uh, really interesting is like uh, they don't show what happens like right after that is where he immediately just rolls over and then falls asleep. Sorry, by jaguar dreams, jaguar dreams, and then he just goes, (laughs) (laughs) "Spirit animal, don't don't touch me." During the sex scene, they should have played. I'll tumble for (laughs) you. So, uh, I'm falling for you. Meanwhile, while all this is going down, it's civil unrest in Haiti, and uh, we can't. Obviously, there's guards everywhere. There's special police. We don't know who to trust. One minute to be in such beauty and peace, 
The next, surrounded by secret police, the Tonton Makut. And strangest of all, in the middle of all this, I couldn't get my mind off the zombie, Christoph. Why would they do such a thing to him? Why would they make anybody a zombie? Yeah, I mean, why would they do this? I'm literally here just to find out how to do it to the entire American population. Why would anybody want? Why would anybody why? want this? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, the Haitian police then yoke up Doctor Allen and take him to Petroch. Uh, he starts asking him some questions in there, and he just says, "Well, I'm just a tourist. You can see that clearly. Look at me. I'm just a weird, barely able to stand, uncoordinated, white." <laughs> doctor so why you don't even need to question me anymore and uh petois leaves him with this warning dr allen one weakness in the wrong place and over it goes right back into slavery again just like with the french look I'm not... the united states would like anarchy here i'm sure well this is in grenada dr allen i'm here now there are people like me who'd make sure that doesn't happen. You- Whoa. So, um, quite the stern warning. Um, tells him that to leave, but doesn't really take his advice. Of course, he has to be uh, the hero because we all just see that he's he's just such a strong male lead. He's not going to leave with just a little right. threat like that. Um, so the next day, Dennis heads back to the witch doctor Mozart to see his resurrected goat, but he does notice right away that the little hoof mark is not there. So it's a different goat, and uh, he, we have this great fucking like riveting line that he drops on him. <laughs> You're an idiot. That's it. And then <laughs> just calls you're an idiot. And uh, I love a man that stands up for himself. <laughs> Do you? Do you? Uh-huh. You're right. I don't. I definitely well, based- want a man weak to my my advances. <laughs> I want a man that I can bully 24 seven into following what I want. So they want Sarah, that man you for you. Will men. I, I'll find you a nice, weak man. Just find me a single version of Eric. Wow! Wow! <laughs> wow! Oh, no. oh, I feel good. bad. That sounded worse than hey, I, I am strong. <laughs> I have my own opinions. Hey, as a matter of fact, you know what? My my wife said. I said, "Hey, we're having sex tonight." And you know what she said oh, to me? She said, "No,", no. and I respected that. <laughs> I am truly so sorry. After I said it, I went, oh, you know what? That sounded not like how I meant it. I understand it. Yes, Sarah, I'm looking for someone sweet, pale, not overly coordinated, but very strong. Mm. Um, Somebody who would work well in like a small glass, uh, one of those little things they put like snakes in. A terrarium. Well. Yeah. a terrarium. Somebody who would, who would work well in a terrarium, I think. Yes. You can't get out of certain shackles. Man, you, yes. you want soft, you want a ter- you want a terrarium, dude, and all you got is a fishbowl. Come on, girlfriend, hook us up. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. What? That's my dating advice. That's, that's all I got. <laughs> I'm gonna, Eric. I'm gonna. 
I'm going to take that. I'm going to take that to heart. Eric says I need a fishbowl. Jeremy once had a nickname of Tetra. So like, I'm going to put this all together and find me a nice fishy dude who's very limp and will die after two days of our relationship. Oh, so. okay. Cool. Like you were a spider in a past life or something. Well, just being your spider. That's... Spider. I was a spider. Yeah, because I had an ex used to call me tarantula because my hairy ass legs. I get it. <laughs> oh, I was saying because because you eat men. But sh- yes, that too. Your hairy ass legs. I don't know where where how we get here. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry. But anyway, I'm just lonely. After he calls this oh. guy an idiot and then drinks some of the 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 potion that he made that's clearly rat poison, but he switches it out. The guy comes out and uh, does agree that he'll make him the real zombie powder. I can make it. The powder you want? No tricks this time, Glock. One thousand dollars to zombie poison. The cool powder. All right. But there are rules. You must make it with me. Ooh. So uh, he's getting nice into job. the crack game. Very nice. I'm excited about mm-hmm. this. They go to the graveyard to go dig up the body. The body they go dig up is that little bride thing from earlier. Same face and everything. They have to clip off some of her fingers uh, to make some of this potion. And uh, he notices uh, that, you know, that it's clearly, who I had a dream about this fucking macabre bitch. Nice. So... Uh, <laughs> They head back to Muriel's place, uh, but the cops are waiting for them to nab him up once again. And so this time, Petra is not playing around with uh, Bill Pullman. Uh, this time, he's tied up fully nude in a chair of torture, and he's just—I don't, I don't know why the direct—I don't know why Wes Craven was just like, no, we need him to look sweatier to really to really sell this but i think it was the most shocking imagery was seeing a sweaty nude bill pullman completely fucking uh strapped to this chair and just uh it, that was the most uncomfortable i was in this entire film uh yeah. okay so thank you ashley this was my sex dream this whole scene was my like hello um yeah. Are we? Am I allowed? Are we allowed to bring up everything that happened in this scene? Yeah, go for it. That's what we're talking okay. about. Go for it. So between the tying up, the scrotum play. Yeah, the nail through the scrotum. Ugh. Just that was. I love how they implied it by showing his whitey tighties around his ankles. That yeah. was, I think, my favorite part. Oh, <laughs> no. I knew. I know that Bill is a tidy whitey man. I didn't even need to he see is. them to know that he wears fruit of the looms. They come out of a six pack. <laughs> see, I just didn't like it because I was just like, hey, as soon as they pierce his scrotum, all the pee's going to fall out because that's how anatomy works. And I just, that's what I was most terrified <laughs> about. <laughs> no, that's where we store the pee. That's boy pee in there. Don't do that. <laughs> I always used to think, and this is just the real story about Eric Woodworth, I thought if I pierced my balls that it would just, a pink liquid would just completely just come out, like the secret of the ooze. I just imagined that's what was inside balls. That's so. And then I, until I watched this movie, that was my belief. So uh, I just learned that this week, that it wasn't the case. He sort of had a pink liquid coming down his leg afterwards. (laughs) He does... uh, he does, though, look at him in the eye, and uh, uh, Patois does uh, drop this little line here. What do you want? I want to hear you scream. Oh, my balls! Oh, 
God! There's fire in my balls! Fire! It's so good. I love it. So they go and dump him out into the streets, but he's still alive, just with a ball piercing, you know? For three days, Marielle has been my guardian angel, hiding me, nursing me back to health. The wound Petro inflicted was struck for fear, not injury. I'm alive. Intact. She told me this morning... Good bit. Good bit. I've got to admit, I was, I was legit scared when you put the nail through my balls. Glad it didn't hurt. Glad it was just for an intimidation. I can't imagine any man getting stabbed in the scrot and being like, you know what? We're cool. He just did it to scare me. He wasn't trying to hurt me. It's it's no big deal. Uh, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. It's not even a warning. It's just kind of like a love tap. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. I'm like, I, no, that was a full-blown warning. He's going to chop your dick off, dude. Like, I think... I, I'm starting to think that he was serious about these threats. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to gather that. <laughs> so uh, he then goes to go make the rest of the powder with Mozart. And uh, I do, I, I have a long audio clip, but I'm not going to play it. But I, there's this one part of this audio. He's just like, he mixed the rat innards with this, but put poison on that. He's just like, Mozart, who you'd think is a crude man, could have been as smart as any Dr. Johns Hopkins. And it's just the dumbest shit being put into a pot, which just made me laugh. <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh so hard, but it definitely... It got me good. Um, but Mozart says it's going to be another 24 hours till it's ready. Because that shit's got to uh, fucking marinate, you know? So um, Tell me a doctor from Johns Hopkins that knows how to work with rat shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, that night, uh, he has another dope-ass vision. But this time, he's sleeping and, uh, on a, a, and a burning boat comes to shore. And it's that weird sorcerer child thing in the wedding dress. Uh, it screams. He screams at her to leave, but he also sees his fucking jaguar. The The windows and the doors close around him and blood runs up and down the walls. Then he's in a coffin. He's buried. Patois is looking down at him. And uh, the coffin uh, eventually just fills with blood that he's in as you just see the smiling face of uh, the evil Patois laugh at looking down at the grave. Pretty trippy scene. I did enjoy this whole like uh, surreal moment. I didn't understand it all. Uh, I, don't, I still don't understand why he thinks the Jaguar is going to help him and that that has been chosen when really I think Sarah nailed it on the head should be a flamingo or a bird of just very goofy stature you know um, but it, overall creepy it definitely is creepy um, and yeah. West Craven's nightmares suck <laughs> can, 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 I, can I say that when he took off on the boat with the creepy uh, wedding uh, corpse lady that it would have been like the perfect Snoop video. Kind of like, uh, you know, like Gin and Juice, like. You know, the, the rapping goes on, but when he, he, he raps and he hands it off to the, the wedding chick, like. Ah! <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know, it was a long road to that, Jeremy, but it was worth it. Thank you. It was uh, worth it. <laughs> so. I'm all about the Snoop. Uh, <laughs> 
But Bill Pullman eventually wakes up from this horrible nightmare to find a dead woman lying next to him with a fully severed head. And uh, the police, total setup, burst in through the walls of uh, the house right after that with cameras taking pictures. It's a clear Haitian setup, the oldest one in the book. Uh, the old put a dead body next to your sleeping ass and then take pictures of it the second you wake up. Classic. It's a lot of... It's a lot of fun at bachelor parties. Yes. <laughs> yes. Good, like, oh, the hooker again. That's hilarious. It was so. hilarious. I loved how the doors and windows and the walls all came down like they were little Jenga pieces, like barely standing up. Like it was <laughs> yes. a very like yeah for a place you could easily walk through a house yeah like it's it's that haitian building code yeah yeah i was like (laughs) i was like in a place that clearly is subjected uh you know to to tsunamis and to uh to earthquakes i'm glad that this this is the code that they built it well it's easy we just stack back up the jingle blocks they fall over and then we have a house again tomorrow (laughs) guys forget you forget were built by the french they started building and then they gave up right we yeah, rebuilt after do. the last hurricane, and we put five hundred dollars into this house. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> this time, one thousand dollars to make the powder. I'll be able to build at least six or seven beachfront homes with this kind of money. <laughs> so, um, uh. Pretois then takes him to the fucking uh, Haitian dungeon where he uh, warns him that he's taken him out of the country here. And uh, These canari hold the souls of those who were masters in the realm of the spirits. Oh, uh, he does like to show him his soul collection, as you do, right? Like, if you're a vinyl yeah. collector, like, hey, this is 21 Pilots. It's a new one. Uh, I wanted to show you this. <laughs> this is my... In Haiti, they collect souls in bottles, and you have to show that off to, you know, before yeah. you leave. Um, I also have a DVD of Top Gun. <laughs> <laughs> Greatest American actor, Tom Cruise. <laughs> uh, this is um, this is how women also show their sex partners. We carry our jars and something of theirs. With, Ashley and I have shared ours. Oh. And this, this was 1999. Wait, you put yours in a jar? In a very pretty I jar. store yeah, mine up in my puss. So I'll just be like... Yeah, I just did. I keep mine in my puss, and whenever a new guy's with me, I'm just like, "Be careful! There's remnants of all of my exes in there." Yeah, I feel like mine would all fit. A little, little known fact: if you say Beetlejuice three times in front of uh, Ashley's pussy, he just jumps out of there and just goes, "Hey, I love it! Finally, I'm free." (laughs) 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 Look, the reason they use canaries in this movie is because, like mine, when it's when there's danger a canary will fly out of my snatch and let the guys know that there's been a collapse in the coal mine. <laughs> so, so oh my Pertois is, uh, then goes to go put him on a plane to get him the fuck out of Haiti and never come back. Uh, but he does mention you had a weird dream last night, didn't you, old Dennis? Dr. Allen. There's nothing to the pain I can cause in your own mind. Remember that, Dr. Allen. 
Damn. So he was behind all of the dreams all along. So uh, I like that uh, somehow uh, Wes Craven, obviously the creator of the Nightmare on Elm Street series, has still found a way to uh, make a guy who torments you through your dreams. Uh, I mean, it's a really groundbreaking uh, piece of movie that he's really come up with. It's not like he would go back to the same well of like something that he's done before. They were like, no, 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 you don't understand. <laughs> this time he's black, okay? And that's what makes this movie completely different than one I've made in the past. So <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Well, well, this film, this film, he's been burnt and he's been killed by parents, and he was like a pedophile. But this one, he's black. Oh my god! <laughs> green lighted, green lighted, green lighted. <laughs> it's really, really, it's a hidden message. If you just rearrange the symbols, it's KFC. It's Kruger, Freddy, Creole. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Sorry, that's horrible. <laughs> so. So he's forced back on the plane at gunpoint, takes his seat and uh, to go back to America. But luckily, Mozart just happens to sneak his way on the plane, gives him the zombie juice powder for no reason at all, other than said, I'll be famous, right? That's all I wanted to be, like that Top Gun guy like that, yeah. that, that Patois <laughs> has a know, DVD of. <laughs> historically, how white men have given credit for black men's accomplishment, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, we're so always, we're best at to. that. We are the best yeah. at that. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Look what we stole this week. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we don't call it theft. We call it discovery. Uh, it's a completely yeah. different thing. Uh, so back... <laughs> Back home, though, he goes and runs tests on the powder, and it turns out it's uh, it, it basically paralyzes you for about 12 hours so that you appear, for all intents and purposes, dead. Now, what they've been talking about, because this movie does claim to be based on a true story, which is very, very funny to me, mm-hmm. but uh, the actual yeah. investigations and findings uh, of Wade Davis, who's the, basically uh, Dennis in this movie... Um, didn't amount to much. Davis's research was mostly dismissed by his peers, while the drug, uh, uh, which is actually known as Tedroxidin, I'm not going to pronounce it better than that, uh, which the film state, <laughs> states has been under extensive study and mystery to science, uh, was actually already well known in 1985, and today is already used as an anesthetic. So uh, this is just, there's nothing groundbreaking about what he found. We've known about it since, I think, discovered yeah. in like the late 1800s so uh fun stuff i, I like to call it ted dancing trend ted dancing <laughs> trend yes yes you feel but uh, you don't yeah, it seems like place. it would be a terrible anesthetic because you still apparently you still feel everything you're just yeah. not gonna react to it yeah did you ever wanted to you ever just like you didn't want to scream while you were getting your appendix out but you wanted to watch and feel every moment of it then yeah. hey listen this is the drug for you <laughs> What people don't understand is that I've actually been using it for years to get through my relationships. (laughs) So, because I just stay quiet as I'm being tortured, (laughs) I'm just dead silent and I feel everything, but I just don't speak. It's just one little single tear coming out all the time. God damn it, that's funny. That is 100% correct. And the sex is just like them maybe reaching for my boobs, but nothing. (laughs) (laughs) But the 
the big wigs up at uh, at big uh, zombie corporate here are are already thinking of great clinical ways and have come up with a name for this new drug. So we're kicking around a name for the product today. I mean, I can't believe I actually employ people who want to call an anesthetic Zombinol. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, oh, man. I did actually find a little, this is another little deleted clip from the movie here. Uh, really good one. And this is an actual ad that they ran for Zombinol here. It's pretty, it's pretty good. Here, check this out. Life feeling overwhelming? Do simple tasks just seem like too much? Ever had the feeling that temporary death could be the solution for you? Well, now there's Zombinol. Yeah, I was at my wit's end, uh, but thanks to Zombinol, I was buried alive for 24 hours, and uh, I never felt more rested. Oh, and I didn't miss the old lady's famous kale burgers, neither. (laughs) Ask your doctor if temporarily dying for 12 hours is for you. Take away your life. Zombinol. (laughs) Oh, see, that was strong. That was good. uh, I felt like they should have left that in. Yeah. It would have been even just a little bit funnier if right at the end you would have been like, and not only am I the creator of Zombinol, I'm a client. I'm- <laughs> <laughs> so, um, That's good. But as they're was talking... That, was that overwhelming feeling to want to eat people's brains just kind of take over? <laughs> let's, let's not forget Dead Rising. They actually have Zombrex. Oh, Zombrex. Mm. That's fucking funny. So, uh, as they're talking about uh, the zombie stuff, uh, Petois runs a little bit of his own um, secret ritual, changing uh, with the CEO's wife and driving her mad. She fucking hops up with a knife and uh, or breaks a fucking bottle and tries to take out one of the guys. Oh gosh! So they're able to. Sounds like a Charlie Sheen party, right? (laughs) So, uh, he basically then says, "You know what? I got to go back and rescue Marielle because I'm really worried about that lady who uh, we barely had a uh, a decent sexual experience with, and seemed super cool that I was just going to leave anyway. So, but I got to go back and rescue her, even though she's pretty much." fine uh until he returns and causes the problem of her having to be <laughs> executed you understand so he's actually causing more problems than good at every That's fucking waking moment white guy Ugh, god Sorry. damn it <laughs> so dennis hops on a plane and heads to haiti uh he's going after patois because he just can't let fucking shit chill uh lucien comes and grabs him at the airport though and uh but mozart is in hot water he ends up getting beheaded um lucien though goes to perform a little protection spell on our boy but uh putting some cool uh, blood crosses on him because that fucking helps um he then warns him that the battle will be fought in his mind and soul Unfortunately, uh, though, by the time he gets all this, Mozart gets his head cut off, but he does have one last piece of advice for Bill Pullman before he goes there uh, to take on the final enemy. Remember, whatever happens, death is not the end. That's it. Anyway, see you later. Good luck against that demon thing you're going to go fight. Um, Hope you don't find a term. 
Yes. <laughs> Hope you can walk okay. But uh, just after that happens, somebody comes over and powders Dennis's face up with zombie poison. And, uh, you know, all he does is, as he's stumbling through the streets, doing the best stumbling of the whole movie here, he goes, <laughs> yeah. he's going, he begs and pleads, don't, 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 don't let them bury me. I'm not dead. I think he said they want him to bury him. No, that's not what he said. No, God. <laughs> I, I think he said he wants more ecstasy. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think he took that guy's wallet. Um, so he, he he lays there helplessly, seeing the doctors check him out with a mirror and uh, notify everybody that he is super dead. Uh, Petois uh, now is to preside over his body, and he whispers to the helpless Bill Pullman, it gets much, much worse, as they nail the coffin shut. And uh, just to add an extra thing, you're like, you know what else we're going to do? I'm going to put a fucking tarantula in here because fuck you. That's why. Fuck you. Oh, that's my God. Why. <laughs> so uh, he awakes. And uh, this is, I think, if you get buried alive or if you're just Jeremy Woodworth, this is how you wake up every single morning. Ah! <laughs> this is just. <laughs> That's a that's a that's a good one. But luckily, his muffled screams are heard by Kristoff, the friendly zombie with bulgy eyes, who very easily digs up his shadow shallow grave with his bare hands, uh, like it was mm-hmm. barely even a problem. Why even bury him that easily? Um, so uh, he's now free can, to go can, take can, him on. Yeah. Can I apologize? Yes. I, I, I'm sorry. I didn't make the song for. Christoph the friendly zombie. Christoph the friendly zombie. He'll dig you up if you scream a lot. He's in the in the graveyard. He's listening for you. He'll dig you up. Christoph's your friend. Christoph the friendly zombie. I'll dig you up. You're dead like me now. <laughs> I, that was... I like it because in the 90s I would have like programmed that with Dino the last dinosaur and just put those two back to back you know that's a power hour of television right there uh, yeah. much better than Casper Casper's shit <laughs> so um Dennis uh, then uh, goes through, makes his way, because civil unrest in the streets is at a fever pitch. Billboards are toppling down. They actually use uh, footage of the Haitian governor actually leaving Haiti, which was a real thing that actually happened during this time, because while they were filming the movie, there was so much civil unrest that the film crew was not allowed to finish the movie, and they had to finish it in the Dominican Republic, oddly enough. So, really? Yeah. Oh, that just ruins the whole movie. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> So uh, he flees and um, goes, gets into the uh, the downstairs structure. Um, Petra uh, speaks to his soul into the bottle and instructs him to get up. And uh, he enters the room of the torture chair uh, where he moves. Um, uh, it moves face. Oh yeah, and the chair like kind of follows him through the room and like faces him. It then begins to chase him, which I thought was very funny of just a chair so following through the hallway. It's like, the, oh God, it's, it's an evil chair. Ooh. And then uh, he then sees- um, Mahogany. <laughs> He then sees the ghastly specter of Lucian, uh, who uh, I will say this is a pretty cool fucking scene, as he looks at Lucian, who just basically uh, pulls, 
I like that he comes in there and just pulls off his own head, which is a pretty cool scene. Just throws it at him. Yes. Which I will say, that scream is how I imagine you would yell if you were ripping off your own head <laughs> to throw at somebody. Yeah, the ones where you have to reach in and maybe grab by the head and help pull it out. Yeah, <laughs> every time. Like, you may have had a baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, he does all this, rips off his head, flees. Uh, he then goes into that other room. He finally makes his way to the party room where Patois uh, uh, spears him Goldberg style out of the fucking corner. Just, and, and it's almost it's almost South Park-esque how he just comes out of nowhere like, and fucking tackles him. Um, it, they're just, he starts chucking him all around the room like a rag doll, burning his head with his palm. Muriel, though, breaks the jar that's uh, holding Lucian, and I guess Lucian's fucking spirit is now free, and then it releases like a jaguar-like smoke that goes into Dennis, so now Dennis is turbo-powerful and can beat up Petra. Uh, they continue to break soul pots left and right, and it just seems to be weakening him. Um, rainbow color start to appear everywhere eventually bursting Patois into flames the day has now been saved but there's one more thing to do destroy that goddamn torture chair but as soon as they come in a completely bird face Patois is fucking back and fucking scarier than ever and nothing like Freddy Krueger at all there's nothing that I can even draw as a uh, something He's close to extra that extra crispy recipe yes yes <laughs> But he's burned and much more scarier. Uh, but eventually, Bill Pullman forces him into the chair, and uh, we get to hear this. <laughs> That's, uh... What do you want? I want to hear you scream. I will say this is a pretty cool scene as like the chair just kind of comes to life and like the fabric and the leather straps go around him and like tighten and then uh, eventually uh, fucking kills him and drags him into hell, uh, bringing us to a fucking end of the uh, of the serpent and the rainbow. Um, what a ride we went on for the last 90 minutes here. Um <laughs> Sarah, what are your final thoughts on the serpent and the rainbow? Oh man, so many thoughts. Um, the, I think the only other thing that I want to say, the part where like, there's a part where uh, our main dude is running down a narrow hallway, and there are like these six foot arms coming at him, and I've mm. had nightmares like this, and that was like a part that really struck me, like, got me to my core. I was like, no, 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 no. Uh, okay, overall feelings. I love it. <laughs> I love this movie. I think it's hilarious and problematic and weird and like, kind of good at some parts where it could have almost been good but then just, like, rushed at others. I don't know. I don't know how this guy was a leading man at any time <laughs> and I don't know how this was, like, a mainstream hit. I don't get it. I don't really understand the 80s, I think. Um, but I love it. I love this movie, and I love that it exists. Um, funny thing that um, about this movie, it did not do well in the box office. Um, but, what? But uh, <laughs> you can, oh. it does. 
it does have one of the rarest movie soundtracks in the world because apparently <laughs> when they pressed this, uh, it was in the transition between compact discs and records changing over. So they made like right. only a, a couple hundred of the soundtrack. So this is actually a really high value item if you can find an original soundtrack to this. It's uh, it's up there wow. in the in the collector's world. Very very rare. Yeah. And if you can find it on vinyl or CD, it's almost impossible. Jeremy has three okay. of them. Um, no, <laughs> I don't know that to be true. Jeremy, what are your final thoughts on uh, the serpent and the rainbow? Uh, uh, you know, Wes Craven to me just went downhill ever since like uh, Freddy Number Four. And uh, oh, I, I would know. not, I would not say that. He had a lot of great successes, unless you're saying that the People Under the Stairs was a shitty movie. No, The People um, Under the Stairs was probably, I think, one of his last ones that I actually enjoyed and saw in the theater. You, you didn't like Scream. Scream can go fuck itself. I didn't, I didn't yeah, I didn't like any of the Screams. Uh, that to me was not my generation. Uh, yeah, People Under the Stairs, I mean, great. Not only a, a funny movie, but also just a horribly, uh, what's the word, uh, inappropriate. <laughs> yeah. Even for the day. <laughs> Yeah, with with there's incest, there's there's child abuse, there's everything you want in a movie in the people under oh, the stairs. Young, young Ving, Ving Rhames in it. I mean, that was worth it. Yeah, that was. That and was by solid. the way, I've I've met the, uh, the 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 gal in that movie who was also in uh, summer school. Oh, so. okay, great, excellent, and uh, to uh, our sweet Ashley Pontius, uh, the serpent and the rainbow. What, are, what were your final takeaways? What are you going to walk around with now after seeing this movie? Oh, that is such a good question, Eric. Um, <laughs> I I take a lot of things. I I am constantly reminded every time we do a movie like this of how painfully single um, I am, <laughs> and I also know that my taste in men is never changing. I am forever stuck in a world of Wonder Bread men, um, but hear me bill pullman just putting this out into the universe i would love a crossover between this work and while you were sleeping and we call it while you were zombie sleeping oh it's it's just his soul asleep for the whole movie it's Uh, just you it's basically your version of the movie misery but you have now captured bill pullman and i'm just drugging him and he's in your basement right now we haven't seen him we don't know that he's not in your closet right now that's true you know those games where people are like describe your sex life by using the title of a movie (laughs) mine in fact would be called misery (laughs) oh no (laughs) sweet ashley no no I loved it. My pussy's a rainbow. His dick is a serpent. Let's put them together and make a shitty movie. Uh, <laughs> I'm a big fan. Thank you so much, Sarah. Thank you Thank so you much for coming on yeah. for the first time. I am so happy so to fun. find another woman that loves shitty horror as much as I do. Yes. We are so happy to have you. Yeah, right, it, was it was so much fun. Thank you for having and me. And where can people find you at, Sarah? Where can we? Where can we look you up? Where can they do it? Are you the tweet? Oh. Are you on the tweets, sirs? Are you? Are you the Instagrams? I'm, you know, I'm on the tweeters. I don't tweet as much these days just because I'm tired. But mm. I'm on Instagram and. Sometimes um, I post some really angsty things. Sometimes I post some funny things. You never know what you're going to get. So my uh, Instagram is Rochasaurus, and it's R-O-C-H-E-S-A-U-R-U-S. And, yeah. 
follow me, I guess. There you go. Follow her. Um, You got any cool shows coming up or anything like that? Or uh, as the world is starting to slowly open back up and the springtime of COVID is, is hopefully at its end? I wasn't full on prepared for this, so I do mind if I let me get my messages real quick. No, I just I'm got cool. Like I know, yeah, I know. Ashley and I, we got a show coming up March 11th, and that's sa- yes. for the Ooh, Save nice. Our Stages at Magoobie's Joke House with the great Justin Schlegel, Tommy Simbazo, obviously Ashley and myself. Um, so come and check that shit out. It's coming real soon down the pipeline. It is. We're just like, what, three oh. weeks away? Yeah, well, I think by the time this airs, it's probably this week. So if they're listening oh, to it Monday, great. they can be there this week and get your tickets yeah, while they're still available. Otherwise, you know so. what? Hear about it from somebody else and then go get fucked. Um, uh, <laughs> other show. Uh, at um, The Grace Day, I always pronounce this wrong. Grace Day Havre. Havre de Grace? Yeah, oh, the state, state theater. There you go, the state um, theater. Yeah, great spot. Yeah. So on March 13th, um I'm doing a small spot, but uh, I'm there with Missy Hall and Rose Vineshank and uh, Walker Hayes, all very oh, very funny very lady nice. humans. Oh yeah, no, mm-hmm. I love I was when they asked me to do it, um and like last time I did it I had featured and it was like mid covid so i did yeah. not do well like i got up there and i was like oh it's not like riding a bike you guys it's not like riding a bike at all <laughs> um, <laughs> for mickey it's like remembering things and then not remembering them anymore um so i'm doing a guest spot this time but uh all all of the humans on the show are like really fucking funny and really nice and i'm very excited to get to shoot the shit with them um and thank yeah. you for you know letting me hell yeah that. Fuck yeah. So go and check that shit out. Um, you can always catch all things Eric Comedy at ericcomedy.com. Eric with a K, comedy with a C. Maybe I'll actually update the dates on it, but there's links to all the show. Our merch is there. You can go check that shit out. Um, obviously, save our stages at the end of the month. Um, everything Ashley Pontius is always Ashley Pontius Laughs. That's on the Twitter and the fucking all of her other shit. She's branded. Unlike me, you have to go to a website to find me places. Um, Jeremy, you can find living under an underpass probably by the end of the month. Um, But he's always really funny, and we love him to death. Um, So check all that shit out. Jeremy, take us out of here. Today we announce our serpent in the rainbow day. (laughs) 